0: Well, hello and welcome. Welcome back to Table Time with Angie and David Huey. My name is Angie Huey, and I am the Kids Ministry Pastor at Two Reverse Church.
1: And my name is David Huey, and I'm the Senior Pastor at Hope Community Church.
0: We are so thrilled with the feedback and just some of the comments that we have gotten about our first podcast, and we really want to make sure that this podcast is for you guys. So what I did was I talked about our podcast and the dream for our podcast on a couple of the Kids Ministry Facebook groups that I'm a part of because we want to make sure that we are talking about what you guys want to hear about. Not that we're experts, Mm -hmm. Uh, like we said last time, we've paid the dumb tax, so you don't have to. Um, But one of the things that somebody shared that they would really like to be talked about on this podcast, and a lot of people said the same thing, is communication, how to listen, how to communicate. Um, the, The question specifically was how to be helpful to one another. While not taking on each other's loads too often, how to ask for help versus relying on, how to listen and communicate, how to keep work separate from home life to support each other's roles inside and out of duties.
1: Yeah. And, um it's a it's a great it's well it's a it's a multi level question, um, but like you said, uh, it it really comes down to communication, and a couple of the um, responses that you got, we also had um, uh, just some some input from people about well what if our situation isn't the same? What if one of us is in ministry, the other one is not in ministry, or you know whatever the case may be? And really, this question applies to uh, any couple. Um, whether you're one of you is in ministry, both of you is in ministry or none of you are in vocational ministry because there's always the issue of bringing work home with you and, and you know, how does that work? So um, So where do we want to begin with the question here? Um, the question starting off is about um, uh, how to I think the best way to say it is how to support each other through, uh, listening maybe
0: hmm.
1: um i was reminded when we talked about uh, we were going through subject matters this morning so well th- this is a good one for us uh the the first one to to talk to right a, a real um heavy subject of communication and i was reminded of when we started dating decades ago do <laughs> you know where i'm going with yes, this already, already because you, can, you can read my mind um I was reading the book Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. Some of you may be familiar with it. Some of you may not be that old. But um, uh, the big takeaway for me, because I, I was trying to figure out the difference between men and women. Uh, I had my fair share of uh, failed relationships and wanted to figure out you know, what was going on. And one of the big takeaways that I got first was, um, and, and this has almost become like, almost like a meme or, or almost like a, a comedy thing now about, um, you know, men, uh, they don't want you, women do not want you to fix their problem. They just want you to listen. And I thought about that today, actually, you know, I was praying about it a little bit and I thought, you know, that's actually, it's not fair to just put that on women, you know, make that one sided. Uh, don't you think that's true for, for both sides? Because there are times I know, even as a guy, you know, when I come home and, and I, I need to process something through you, I'm not necessarily asking you for a solution, um, but um, how do you how can you tell, as my partner, when I'm asking you for a solution and when I'm just asking you to sit there and be a beautiful pair of ears like you are?
0: It's how you phrase it.
1: Hmm. Okay
0: you may say, you know, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And when you ask what I think, then I really get to word vomit on you, mm-hmm. what I think about it.
1: Right.
0: But there have been times over the past 24 years of marriage where I have royally messed up. And even just recently, I, was giving you my advice and you said, I don't need to be coached in this scenario. I mm-hmm. just need you mm-hmm. to listen. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think over the past 24 years of processing together, we've learned and we've grown and mm-hmm. how to support one another, how to listen, how to give advice. But also when we have, given advice when not asked to be able to receive that as, hey, this is just their thought. They're not telling me what to do. Yeah. But they're helping me process it. And mm-hmm. learning that having somebody to process it alongside you is super beneficial because yes. we both see things so differently. Yes, yes very much. So. And having another mm-hmm. set of eyes to look at it Objectively, especially when we can be so close to the situation or had our feelings hurt so much mm-hmm. to have somebody to talk yeah. through that with, not take it on for you, but talk through it with you. And that's
1: something else we need to address because that was a big part of the question about you know taking taking something on um, really without being asked or, or whatever but but I another point to the um, communication part of it is, do you want some advice on how i would take care of this or how i would approach this or do you just do you just need me here so you can process i think it's okay to ask that question you know the communication is not supposed to be a guessing game between two people and that's something that every couple has to work out right
0: well and and i am such a verbal processor I will say, I need you to process this with me. So even giving your spouse or significant other, like, this is what I need as you are heading into the conversation or into the discussion is super helpful. And it takes a lot of that guessing out of what what does the other person want for me in this situation?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um Part of the question was also about um, resisting the urge to, to jump in and try to try to fix or try to um, help solve the problem. Um, I you know I'm, I, I'm kind of thinking, you know, we don't record this obviously with a script, but I'm just thinking out loud here that some of that kind of reflects on like a trust issue. Um, I had to learn early on not to jump in and try to fix things unless you asked me to and and that was based on me trusting that you had it you Mm. need my help you know if if you did need my help you would ask for it um and you're very good about that so uh, i think some of that comes down to just developing a trust with your partner that um that they know maybe not don't know the best way to fix something, but they do know the best approach to at least attempt it. And they also know that they can come back to you and say, okay, uh, attempt number one didn't work. So let me process this again with you and maybe you could give me a hand here.
0: Well, and also you, you don't know all of the players in every situation. Mm-hmm. So to be able to jump in and try to fix it for somebody. Without knowing all of the personalities that are involved, oh yeah, mm-hmm. could certainly make matters worse.
1: Sure, sure. I mean, you're both adults, and so um, jumping in there is almost a parental thing to say. All right, well, I'm going to go in there and have a talk with the principal, you know, that kind of thing. And, and uh, <laughs> that's uh, that's never a good idea.
0: Well, and if you're also thinking about it in a ministry context. Mm-hmm there are certain confidentialities that have to be made. So when you are, as we say at our home, CC, church confidentiality, our son says, I want to have shirts made for you all that just say CC.
1: (laughs) Hashtag CC.
0: (laughs) But there are confidentialities that have to be made. So in order to protect those confidentialities, when we're discussing situations at home, mm-hmm. all I need you to do is pray with me, give me guidance. Mm-hmm. You can't jump in because if anybody were to jump in, especially in a church situation, mm-hmm. then they know that those confidentialities have been broken.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I'm so glad that you mentioned pray with me because you know we, we just did that before we hit record, but we haven't mentioned it. And that's such a crucial part of communication um, whether, again, like we said, whether you're in vocational ministry or, you know, whether it's even just a, your 9 to 5 job or whatever your job is and, and, and your marriage and all that, prayer is such a fundamental part of communication. And I think a lot of times um, we, in the West especially, we don't, um, we don't go to prayer first, but when we do go to prayer, when we start developing that muscle, we um, we open the door for for God to come in and, and be the mediator immediately and kind of level the field a little bit so there's no you know back and forth I think it, it really makes a big difference so yeah prayer is a is a big deal um, another thing that um, the questioner asked about was um, leaving work at work and so um, this gets a little tricky because we had some other questions that came up about, you know, how do you navigate, say, vacation time and things like that with somebody who's in ministry and somebody who's not. And, and we'll probably address all that in another episode. But um, in, in the case of, say, your ministry, okay, you're, you're uh, one of the pastors who rotates on call at a, at a large church. Um, I'm the only pastor, senior pastor at a small church, which means essentially I'm on call all the time. Um, Sometimes you can't leave work at work. So how do we navigate that?
0: It's especially hard to leave work at work when we are all carrying around this little teeny tiny device that's connected us to the world Mm -hmm. all of the time. So even while we were getting ready to record, I received a text from somebody mm-hmm. and then it's, it's knowing when that text needs to be responded to. Mm-hmm. Can mm-hmm. it wait until tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Can it wait until I'm back in the office? Can it wait until we're not having dinner together? Right. Can it, um, even wait a day or two because we're on vacation and somebody else needs to respond. Now, with that said, one of my really, really good friends who she really protects her Sabbath Mm. and to the point that she created a response to send to every person that texted her on her Sabbath. So really? then people started to learn, like, "Oh, we just don't text mm-hmm. this person on this day because that's their Sabbath, sure, so when you start to protect those habits and protect those boundaries, people will start to learn what your boundaries are and respect them. Mm-hmm. Now, there are times when there is a death and something that you absolutely have to respond to, but it's setting those intentional priorities of this can wait and I know certain people that they only check their email at certain times of the day so that they get out of the habit of checking it all of the time, mm-hmm. which allows them to leave work at home or work at work so that it doesn't invade their home life and their time with their family and time with their spouse.
1: Yeah. It's getting, um, you know, you mentioned the, the cell phone, um, and another thing, another, um, I guess, side effect or result, let's say, of of the COVID-19 quarantine and all that, the lockdown, uh, we all learned how to work from home. And so there is no longer a a, a, a get in the car, go to work mentality. Um, You know, I I have a a friend who is not in ministry. He and I talk quite frequently about the old days, the time clock, you know, punching the time clock doing your job, at going in at a certain time, leaving at a certain time, all that is, is just gone. I mean, you know, you're expected to be, depending on your job, on all the time, or, you know, at least kind of in the, in the loop. So that does present a challenge, and I think um, for a marriage, and this is something that we'll, we're going to talk about in a, a later episode, definitely, um, because you just wrote a amazing blog about the importance of, of, date night. And so we are going to talk about that. I know down the road, but, um, along the lines of date night is that you have to, I think, draw a line in the sand and prioritize and just say, look, my marriage has to take priority. Not, not over Jesus. Obviously that's, that's not what I'm saying, but, um, over you know somebody that that needs me to update an event on a website or something like that for the church or you know needs to talk to me about you know who gets an extra set of keys for the building and they can that can all that stuff can can be set aside and again you kind of have to use the wisdom of saying well you know if it is an emergency if somebody got rushed to the hospital then yes i need to know but um a lot of times um we bring work home that we don't need to bring home. Mm-hmm. I think that's true for anybody in an, in ministry or out of ministry. Sometimes you just you, you you've gotta you've gotta leave it there, right? So um, was there anything else in this particular question? Um, I don't think so. We got so many great responses. Um, Angie actually uh, put this question out in a couple of groups, and um, we got some some really great uh, response. And and not just even the specific responses, but some of the you just sort of started to get a feel for the need, you know, that that is out there for people who, uh, you know, are, are doing the same thing that we're doing, or you know, or maybe not as far down the road as we are, but. Um, You know, are trying to to navigate, um, you know, being the spouse of somebody in ministry. You know, we talked about that in the intro episode a little bit about, you know, one person may not be in ministry. And for a lot of years, I wasn't. I was um, in the workforce, and and you were in in full-time ministry. And, you know, I have to confess, even with, you know a decade or more of, you know, marriage under our belt, there were times that I started getting a little jealous of the church, <laughs> you know. Um, so I don't want anyone who's hearing this to feel bad. If if that's you, it happens. You know, sometimes you feel like, wait a minute, you know, why is the church getting all of your attention, all your time? And, um, you know, there are sacrifices that people outside of ministry don't realize. Um, I can't tell you the last time you and I sat down at a church together and worshiped together. Um, not saying that we don't have, I mean, we like we talked about in the last episode, where we, we do our table time every day, and, and that's a, a wonderful uh, thing. And, and if we don't get a chance to do it for whatever reason, on a rare occasion, that really kind of messes up the start of the day for me. But and And I know for you, too. But just being able to go to church, when one spouse is in ministry and they are expected to be there and working and they don't get the opportunity to go and worship on a Sunday, then the other one is sort of left to wrangle the kids uh, if they're small, fortunately for us, ours are adults now, but um, you know, doing that and sitting alone in church. And sometimes that happens. When you get the opportunity to come and visit me, at my church, I'm preaching. So you're just sitting there trying to not make me nervous while you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> but I apparently
0: improve your preaching when I do. I'm there.
1: According to a according to, um, couple of people there at the church, <laughs> they said you need to come back more. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but Yeah, it's a balancing act. I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's like anything else. You have to prioritize what's really important because no matter what your job is the truth is at the end of the day you're going to retire at some point and you're going to be sitting on a front porch you know or a back porch with that person that you're married with you know
0: and have to look at them and go oh i still like you
1: yeah there's no job or career for that matter that is worth that you know jeopardizing um, the union that you have with your spouse. Um, so just uh, to recap here as we finish up we're, we're just looking at the the initial question was how to be helpful to each other while not taking on each other's loads too often. Um, anything you want to add there?
0: And just making sure that you are really praying with one another, over communicating your needs, not to the point of being redundant or um, passive aggressive (laughs) and, and trying to communicate your needs. But when you're talking about your work, when you're decompressing your day, say, Hey, I just really need to process this, or can you help me with this? Or I would love your input on it. Because as long as we've been married or as short as you've been married, you cannot read each other's minds. So being diligent in your communication and praying together.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you mentioned over-communicate. I think it feels that way to the person that's doing the talking, but I don't know that it ever really feels that way to the person doing the listening. Mm-hmm. I think you should err on the side of caution and, and over, over-communicate. You know it's better to do that than to assume that they know something that they don't.
0: And we are going to over communicate with you. Thank you so much for listening. Like, review, share our podcast, and then give us your comments and your feedback. Because, like we said, we really do want to make sure that this podcast is for you, not just so that we can hear ourselves talk. So
1: yeah, we hear that enough. Um, but you can reach us at Tabletime Pod at gmail.com and uh, like Angie said leave us a review you can do that on Apple podcast or Spotify or pretty much anywhere where you get your podcast
0: and we'll see you all next month
1: we'll see you then bye-bye